When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is indeed Friday morning, SEN Tassie Breakfast, 2nd of February. Can you believe it, Tim? February already. The year's flying. I can, Brent. I can. Oh, you can. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Well, let's straighten up. We've got a special guest joining us in the studio, and it's been a big week for Dean Coleman and his uh, consortia behind the Stadium 2.0 project. Nice to see you, Dean. Thanks for coming into the studio this morning. Yeah, absolute pleasure, fellas. Well, tell us about the week because it was significant on Monday because you got some support from the Hobart City Council, which so far uh, people haven't been able to get really with uh, everything else that's been going on uh, stadium related. Yeah, yeah. Really critical moment on Monday night. Um, Our consortium, I had eight of the team there, we presented to the council just to give them the update before they went into their session, but they voted unanimously to uh, support Stadium 2.0 moving forward, and the critical part of that is that that's the access to the land on Regatta Point. They own, the Hobart City Council own the bulk of that land. And so with being able to use that, that's the sort of second last tick in the box that we needed, and the next one is the finance, which we're well in control of. How long have you been working with the Hobart City Council for on that? Uh, probably basically since uh, July of last year. Yeah. Uh, we we kept the the project totally under wraps for a long period of time. Not trying to keep keep it secret, but the, the critical support groups are the RSL and the Regatta Association, and we needed to get them on board beforehand because they're the custodians of that land. And you know, like and obviously with all the other issues with the site, we wanted to make sure that they were 100% on board. I think we all agree it looks magnificent. Um, you've still got some questions to answer for the government, and I think you've got to do that by Monday. Uh, yep. How's all that tracking? And you, you feel like you can answer all those? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, they're all on, all on track. There's uh, a number of areas which are relating to the environmental traffic, um, things like that, which are you know well and truly underway. They're not 100% complete because they can't be because we don't have a, a contract with the government, but they're all there. And But the, the two key components the Premier and his team wanted were the land because, uh, you know, like I said, there at Macquarie Point, and then the other one is the finance, and we've been working through all of December with all the major international and national finance companies within Australia, and uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately Christmas came at a really bad time, <laughs> as it always does, but uh, the financial groups seem to go on holidays for a lot longer than most people. And, uh, Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, so finance is taken care of, though? You're pretty comfortable with that? Because it's, yeah. it's a lot of money we're talking about. Yeah, yeah over $2.3 billion. And, yeah, we've got a, a number of parties that are very keen to come on board because it's a, an iconic project for Tasmania. Like Tasmania, yeah, I can say it because I'm from Tasmania, but uh, we looked upon from the mainland these days as the place to be, you know, the tourism destination of choice. And, you know, you wind the clock back. 20 years ago, and that wasn't the case. You know, everybody said, oh, geez, you're going to Hobart for the weekend. But now everybody says, oh, well, there, last weekend went to Mona. So it's a, it, it's a great opportunity to, to really work and capitalise on that. And in terms of that finance, how do you get those big investors or corporations to invest or commit that money if we haven't got the go-ahead yet Well, that, that's the Well, that, that's the, the, you know, the difficult part, Tim, though, because uh, it is the, the cart before the horse. But uh, what they do is that, you know, like we've got, 
financial letters of commitment and it's as close to a binding financial agreement as possible without us having a contract with the government. So, you know, we submit all the documentation on, on Monday. Uh, the Premier and his team analyse that. Uh, we will present it and we'll bring all of the key players down because most of them are based in Sydney and Melbourne from the financial aspect. They'll come down, we'll go through the total project with the government, give them the level of comfort and I'm, you know, really hopeful that uh, for Tasmania's sake that they look at it and say, this is a great option and we're going to go with this because it is a, you know, it's a game changer for Tasmania. Dean Coleman, the man behind Stadium 2.0, is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Dean, why is your proposal better, do you think, than Macquarie Point? And the second part to that question is, it's going to be some sort of backflip if, if yours does go ahead, isn't it? Because at the moment, the contract says a 23,000-seat stadium at Macquarie Point yep. with the AFL. How are we going to get out of that as well? Uh, no, well, we don't have to get out of it. The, the three prerequisites from the AFL are minimum 23,000 seats, Macquarie Point, with a roof. And that's what's been signed by all the presidents of the AFL football club. So the AFL don't want to go back and change that contract, and they don't need to, because when you look at the history of... Macquarie Point and where the regatta grounds is. We are the original Macquarie Point. Okay. That, that is the true Macquarie Point. Mm -hmm. The rest of it is reclaimed land. So we get the ticks in the boxes there. So we've had it um, verified by the, all of the lawyers that we don't need to get that change. So tick in the box again from the AFL, but the AFL will follow what the Premier does. Mm -hmm. The reason why ours is so different, uh, it's, it's a multi-purpose precinct, community-based precinct, which has in the centre of it a sporting arena, which is going to be able to do football, soccer, you know, uh, concerts. And, and the roof becomes a really critical part. It's not really so much so for the football, but it means that uh, if you've got a really good centre that's set up to be accessed, you can get all of the semi-trailers right to the ground. You can do the monster trucks. You know, like Marvel Stadium over the last five years has made a small fortune out of all the alternative events to AFL football. From the outside, it feels like there's been a little bit of resistance from the government to to the stadium or to 2.0. Do you think they're seriously considering it? And, and how does a backflip on that actually look when that moment comes? Uh, absolutely, they're seriously considering it. We, we presented our option uh, back in June of last year and we wouldn't have pursued it further. Like Our consortium is funding everything. Like This is not funded by the government. It's not funded by somebody else. It's funded by us and... Uh, a lot of strong Tasmanians behind that trying to get something that makes sure that we don't end up with a structure that's going to be an impediment to the Tasmanian taxpayer. So, yes, they're serious. What it means, like, I'm confident that, uh, you know, really good leadership is when you have the facts presented to you and, and if something is standout, better option and is underwritten financially, is underwritten operationally and, you know, to on our polling, like... We've had amazing numbers with people supporting us. Like there was a poll run by the Pulse, you know, five and a half thousand people in an afternoon. Like that's, you know, five times more than what they did for the political one recently. And, and it was 85% overwhelming support for Stadium 2.0. Yeah. yeah, certainly got some traction when it came out. With the it? possibility of a, an election coming, and you've obviously been working with the Premier and his government, have you been in contact with the Labor Party? Uh, or there's been no uh, need to yet. No, no, no. We, our, our group is 100% transparent. So, like, yeah. the website uh, gives you access to everything. Like, um, a lot of questions come up on social media and it shows that people haven't gone to the website. It's com. But that shows everything. But through that, we had to go through the parliamentary inquiry late last year. So 
making sure that we talked to the, the Greens, the Labor Party and the Independents. Um, we wanted to make sure that they were 100% across it. They've seen the financial modelling and they know that uh, we, we're really transparent on that as well. A couple of questions on the Harcourt's open line for you, Dean. Morning, gents. What sort of impact does Dean think a state election would have on the chances of this proposal? Um, look, it, it, it causes a little bit of grief with regards to the financial market because you know people are looking at Sydney and, and looking at the instability. But at the end of the day, the the, the project is has had unanimous support from both sides of the parliamentary and and with the Greens as well. But We've also had it ratified by the federal government that um, the, the funds that the federal government's putting in are still available to ours because we are an urban renewal development. Um, so from that side of it, look, I would prefer stability. I'm sure that the whole state would, yeah. when you talk to the um, Chamber of Commerce, that you know, instability causes disruption to business. We don't want that. So like, th th we, we would prefer it to be the status quo, but you know, like we are geared up to act accordingly. I got another text here from David saying, "Can you ask Dean who would own and run the stadium after it was completed?" Yep. So the the, the stadium itself will be uh, run by Stadium Consortia Proprietary Limited, which will be a makeup of the Tasmanian Stadium team and the commercial. Because it, you you like no disrespect to governments, but it's not their core business in running a yep. stadium. So you need to have the experts within there. But the stadium will be owned by the Tasmanian people. It's um, done under a funding structure there is private investment and so the apartments and the other areas around the stadium are really important because the apartments generate an income stream that goes into the stadium so it reduces the cost to the Tasmanian taxpayer but at the end of the thing the, the, the stadium is Tasmanian's stadium it's their stadium they'll sit there and be really proud knowing it's their team but it's also their stadium. How much is it going to cost Tim for one of those apartments on the outside Dean? I did like the view from the lounge room <laughs> in one of them. It looked superb, didn't it? Well, look, the, the apartments are quite outstanding, like because if you look at Barangaroo in uh, Sydney and, and what also happened around the Opera House, those um, apartments now like tripled in value over mm -hmm. the time frame. But you've got amazing views of the Doon up towards the bridge down the river across to Bell Reeve. Um, the apartments will be a mix of two bedroom and three bedroom. There'll be a couple of other big ones. Like we've only released one image of the apartments which is on the website and 103 expressions of interest yeah. out of the 450 and that, that wow. bulk of those actually came from Tasmania we, we, we're trying to sell this overseas and um, on the mainland but yeah the apartments are going to be a three bedroom uh, you know big apartments going to be about 2.4 to 2.5 million and that's a in my opinion a, a bargain price I know a lot of people will say but car parking and you're walking and mm. you into your stadium, so you've got direct access, acoustically treated, so you're uh, not being disrupted. But part of the excitement about living and eating and breathing it is yep. you're right next to the action. Tim will take four, and he'll pay you cash. So there you go. Uh, is <laughs> there is there a cut off? Obviously, you guys have put in an absolute mountain of work. Is there a cut off date for you guys if this isn't going ahead? First part, and secondly, if it does go ahead, when when do we need to be starting construction on it? Uh, we have to be starting construction by the end of next year to make, make sure that the timeline with the AFL that's been agreed is met. Yeah. Um, cut-off for us is like we, we submit on Monday. Uh, we'd like to present either late next week or the week after because you know the, the, the Premier and his team need to meet the, the heads of these financial arms and, uh, and also our team. We've got a number of really long-term experienced people that have been involved in constructions of stadiums around Australia and also 
management of them around the world. Want to get in front of those. Uh, I'd like to think that we could get a decision on the path forward by the end of February, early March, because Beautiful. the clock's ticking. That's the, the big thing. Like the AFL, they're not stopping for anybody <clears throat> and we don't want to lose that, that opportunity. We're just about out of time. One more before we let you go. Another one off the Harcourt's open line. Morning, guys. I would like to know Mr Coleman's view on the state government costing for Mac Point One, as the timing makes it appear to be a knee-jerk reaction to the positive publicity Mac Point Two is getting. That's from Nick on the Harcourt's open line. Um, yeah, look, a lot of people in Tasmania really starting to get quite smart on the, 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 the review of the project because the, the numbers, to me, don't add up, but like I'll leave it to the powers to be to do that. Like we've been really focused on just selling 2.0 on its merits. 1.0 has a number of real major issues. That fo that financial one is just um, if you do the maths on it and you desire divide the the number that's been said by the square meterage, it's it's not the sort of cost that you'd expect. You know, like if you look at Optus Stadium and the s work that's been done in Sydney and also with the recent stadium in New Zealand. They're all around about twenty thousand dollars a square metre, and that's there without a roof. Now, if the public look at the divide the four hundred and fifty odd million by forty five thousand, it's ten thousand bucks a square metre. It's half the price of the others, and there's a roof. So, <clears throat> I, I, look, I don't want to um, go against theirs. My key driver on it is that the the stadium in Macquarie Point is um, very disrespectful to the cenotaph. Uh, it, it blocks that out, and the way that's designed and and you also like i'm fortunate enough to have dinner at mules last night you know you're sitting there looking back over uh you know the henry jones building uh, and that's going to be dwarfed by a big structure you don't do that to your iconic waterfront area that like that's what the cruise ships pull up there and there you want to have all the tourists loving and enjoying that area so you want to make that whole zone better like we want to see macquarie point really refurbished and yeah. done in a proper manner and that's what we're about you know like good master planning moving forward. Great to have you on the show, mate. It's fascinating to see where it's all going to land. Good luck as you continue your talks with the government. Thanks for joining us on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Uh, absolute pleasure, Brent. Thanks, Tim. Dean Coleman joining us in the studio. It is fascinating, Tim, where it's all going to land. And we hope it goes ahead, Brent. I think it's the better of the two by a long, long way at the moment. Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. We'd love to hear from you on the Harcourt's open line. What do you think of Stadium 2.0? Text us 0437 555 or give us a call 1300 We're off to a break and coming back with questions without notice next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast.